Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Something strange is going on. Who is killing Russian billionaires? Another Russian oligarch has been found dead. Reports suggest that he hanged himself, fell out of a window, slashed his wrists, was poisoned, murdered his whole family. Last year, more than a dozen Russian oligarchs died in the space of nine months. Many of the deaths are suspicious with links to the Kremlin. This is Sad Oligarch, an investigation into these recently dead Russian billionaires. It's created by me, Jake Hanrahan, and my colleague, Sergei Slipchenko. Sad Oligarch is a H11 production for Kuzo Media and iHeartRadio. As we know, many rich Russians have died in mysterious circumstances between 2022 and 2023. Not every one of them warrants a full episode, but either way, me and Sergi wanted to weigh up and take stock of the cases that didn't make the full list. It's honestly getting ridiculous how many people have started dying in these rich Russian tycoon circles. As well as that, since we launched this show three months ago, several more people within this world have fallen out of windows, gotten sudden heart attacks, and even died of cancer, instantly. Sergi and me raked over the strange Russian millionaire deaths of the last 12 weeks. Since we've been doing this, I've been getting pings, you've been getting pings, people are like, oh look, another one, another one, like it's almost become this joke. Some of them it's like, yeah, whatever, but others... It's quite interesting. So I think let's talk about the people that have died 
in mysterious circumstances that are kind of linked to all of this sad oligarch scenarios uh, since we've been doing this series. So who who would the first one be? Um, I think the one guy that was interesting, um, if you look at December 7th, 2022, Gregory Kochinoy. So he was basically like a young guy working in uh, computer services. I think it was AT. And he spoke out against uh, Russia's invasion in Ukraine, all of a sudden accused of having uh, child pornography. Uh, his house was being uh, searched. And then while while it's being searched, he jumps from the, his balcony and dies. The investigation says, oh, he was really embarrassed. He was like, oh, I'm caught red-handed, so I'm going to kill myself. Now, this tech tycoon Grigory Kochanov might well have been a pedophile. If that's true, nothing of value was lost when he jumped to his death. However, no evidence of him having child sexual abuse images on his computer has actually come out other than the word of the Russian authorities. And as we know, they're often less interested in justice, more interested in following the orders of the Kremlin. What's also worth noting, perhaps, is that this happened in the high market Nizhny Novgorod area of Moscow, a place several of these unusual deaths have occurred. Now, this could just be because that's where rich people live, or there could be another reason. He was basically really big in the IT uh, sphere of Russia. He was working on like uh, different um, applications. I think some of them were for the Russian government. Some were just used by the Russian government. And then his biggest thing, I guess his biggest um, mistake was speaking out against the Russian government. A lot of his uh, co-workers and friends actually fled. Um, I saw one was in Georgia. A couple were like around Europe. And they were saying, like, they told him to leave, that he just didn't listen. And that's basically what happened. You know, uh, speaks out against Russia. All of a sudden, he's blamed for something. In this case, uh, owning child pornography and state is there searching his house. And according to them, he just jumped off the balcony himself. You know, a lot of these things can be assisted. And there's nothing that indicates that he was um, like very deep with the government but there seems to be a bit of overlapping of uh, him his services being like used for the russian government it seems like speaking out against the invasion is at least several of these instances had people killed so the guy in india december 24th uh pavel antov he was a politician essentially he was pretty rich. He was a millionaire himself. He wasn't really in with Putin. He was powerful in his own way, having money and being kind of influential in that way. He wasn't enemies with Putin, but he wasn't exactly in the boys club, and, but he was kind of tolerated. But according to the news articles, he spoke out against Putin. He spoke out against the war, saying it's bad for business. And he takes a trip to India. Then at first... Uh, if you remember, two days earlier, his friend, our travel partner, Vladimir Bidinov, dies also in the same hotel, in this case from heart complications. And two days later, Pavel Antov is found dead after falling from a third floor balcony, uh, which is also kind of interesting. I mean, third floor can be relatively high, but I don't know, kind of seems interesting that you would choose to take your life from the third floor. And his friend died in the same hotel. Exact same hotel, two days earlier. Heart complications, uh, surrounded by wine bottles, is what they said. Kind of alluded that maybe he was an alcoholic, he was drinking. After he died, uh, Pavel himself actually said, like, this is really suspicious. 
Like he doesn't think, you know, that this is normal. He demanded that the police investigate and stuff. And then two days later, he's the one dying from a third floor balcony. So Russian millionaire businessman and politician Pavel Antov dies falling from a window not long after criticizing Putin for his invasion of Ukraine. This happened two days after his friend died of alleged heart problems in the same hotel. Antov said that was suspicious and then he died himself. At the same time, other rich influential Russians were also dying. Even better, on the same exact same day, December, this is December 24th that Pavel Antov died, two other guys died. Alexander Buzakov, 66 years old, you know, older, but people said he's in relatively good shape. He was actually like uh, part of the Navy. I didn't quite understand if he was like, you know, uh, a ranking officer or if he was more on the uh, like research slash procurement side of things. But basically he was in charge of uh, launching a submarine and he had some issues within the Navy. He failed to be up to standard and he dies of a heart attack. People said basically he was um, out for a walk. He had a heart attack and somebody found him already dying. They couldn't save him in time. And then there was another one. Another rich Russian dying at exactly the same time. Alexei Maslov, also same exact day, December 24th, dies at a military hospital. Near Moscow, no death, no cause of death was provided, right? Um, this guy also involved with the military, same thing, kind of failed to get results, and he's dead. The exact same day, <laughs> December 24th. The guy falls out the window, the guy dies in the hotel, and then this happens, like, what, within the space of how many days? It's two days. So December 22nd is the first guy who allegedly dies from heart complications. And then on December 24th, there's three deaths uh, on the exact same day. <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> like, that, I mean, <laughs> there's so many coincidences in this series, but that to me feels like someone has said, hey, let them know all on the same day. I, I know it's kind of, it sounds comical at this stage, but so much madness has happened that it's like, yeah, why not? It's like in uh, Breaking Bad where Walt is like, right, we have to kill all of the possible informants in the prison in the exact same hour, like, to kind of prove the point, like, I can get you. It feels very, like, calculated, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like, I think you, you've seen those things where they say, like, sometimes you have to dumb the movie down because, like, the reality is too, um, too, is too hard to believe. This is what kind of feels like. It's like the the bad guy, like, sends out the hit and he's like, get it done. Everybody, like, sets into motion, like, okay, let's do this movie-esque and you see a little montage of this happening it's like it just again i think if, if you just tell somebody this to be like yeah okay like sure yeah be serious like it's like yeah like the clock is ticking in the background and you see each scene like boom 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 each hit trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. But, I mean, so much weird stuff has happened whilst I've been looking at this. The thing I noticed with recent cases is there's a lot less information. I don't know if it's intentional, if people are getting tired of it. Um, but I'm finding it a lot harder to actually find articles on it. It's covered a lot less. A lot of the articles will say, oh, we're going to have an autopsy done or examination done. And there will be like news in two, three days, whatever. And I can't really ever find those updates. In a similar case, there's uh, on May 20th, Piotr Kucherenko, a pretty young guy, 46 years old, deputy science minister of Russia. So a pretty high position. Uh, falls ill on a flight from Cuba to Russia. They claim that it's a heart condition. But what do we know? A couple months earlier, a Russian journalist who's like, uh, he's like hiding from the Russian government too, says he talked to, uh, to this guy and that he complained about Russia. And he was very famously quoted as saying, Russia's invasion of Ukraine was a fascist invasion, a big no-no to say about Russia's special military operation. Um, and then like, and then this happens a few months later, he's dead. So, you know, clearly I think complaining openly and kind of um, not distrust, but kind of going against the narrative is very not okay. Well, it's interesting, like you were saying at the start of this, in the start of the kind of timeline, 
you know, you could look at it and, okay, Leon, Leonid Shulman, um, there was, you know, quite a lot of information, same with uh, Tulokov. And then as it gets more and more and more, suddenly the Russian media is no longer interested. Now, whether that's because they're realizing, ah, like the tide has changed after the Ukraine war. I mean, Russia was never particularly... Um, open you know with press freedom by any stretch but certainly things have got a lot harder after the ukraine uh, invasion so whether it's the press going ah well we best just if if it looks like maybe the government or someone tied to the oligarchs did this maybe for our own self-preservation it's best just to keep quiet maybe it's that or maybe it's you know <laughs> the state is like yeah we we need this actually to be a little quiet because more attention is being brought to this than perhaps we thought it would be. I mean, it's insane. We've got over, I mean, we're, we're 12 episodes, this, this series, and there's still like five or six people that we could still put on this. And it's, the numbers are going up. You know what I'm saying? It's carrying on. There's more stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, every month there's at least, it seems one or two that has been the trend. Um, there have been like quiet months, uh, but for the most part, like I'm looking here, May, June, June, July, July, August, August, you know, um, pretty consistent. Um, and yeah, like definitely, you know, like with the, like you said, Leonid Schulman, we had straight up pictures of his diary, of his uh, suicide note slash diary, right? And then here in the newer ones, I'm looking and it's like suicide note, but no mention of it, no picture. No uh, scene of the crime or anything. Schulman as well. We have uh, pictures of him that on the on his bathroom floor, right? Um, and then we're not seeing any of this. And again, I'm just like struggling to find information on it. Um, maybe it's a burnout of sort. You know, like how people get burned out with uh, hearing about the war in Ukraine. Um, kind of like what is it, like news fatigue? You know, um, it could be that, and it certainly could be. Uh, hey, let's let's stop covering this so much. You know. Uh, for better or for worse, like I can 100% see someone like an editor coming over and being like, hey, like calm down with coverage of that. We don't need to hear this. They definitely don't want to hear this. So let's uh, let's keep our jobs and let's talk about something else. Let's talk about our successes in uh, Ukraine. Saying that though, there was one that kind of happened early on. There wasn't that much info on uh, Vladislav Avayev. He's the guy, the third uh, murder-suicide of his whole family, he killed his pregnant wife, his 13-year-old daughter, and then shot himself. Uh, this was in Moscow. Who was this guy, uh, Vladis Vladislav Avayev? Yeah, the murder-suicides are actually pretty much one after the other. That one was either the first or the last one. So Vasily Melnikov was, was March 23rd. Uh, Vladislav Avayev, who killed his whole family, was April 18th. Um, and then Sergei Protozenia was April 19th, literally the day later in Lorette del Mar, Spain, which we did the episode about, I think episode three. He was um, a rich guy uh, living in a rich Moscow neighborhood, luxury, uh, luxury apartment, um, kills his family with a pistol. Finding a pistol in Russia is not exactly difficult. Uh, he was also part of the military for a couple of years. Uh, nothing significant from what I understood. He just did his usual service, uh, left. <laughs> he went into the social sector and that for up to 2010 and then he becomes vice president of Gazprom Bank which is kind of interesting the career leap that he made wait 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 uh, Gazprom is involved again of course 
I, 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 I thought you were uh, I thought you were on, on the memo here. Come on, <laughs> yeah, um, of course, of course, Gosprem is, is involved, uh, and yeah, and I couldn't find much of how he made that career jump. You know, he social sector being like social worker or something. Again, not not much is provided uh, info is like known about that, but it just says social sector, um, maybe social worker, some kind of HR guy, uh, and then goes on to be the vice president of Gazprom Bank. Um, and then he starts his own uh, medical company, Carbonics, in Kalin- uh, Kaliningrad, a little uh, a strip of land in, in Europe that uh, Russia has. Uh, he starts a company there creating carbon bone replacements. From what I understood, it didn't like go fully public. It was kind of like being built up by the contracts it had and the technology it had. It was like it was valued at a pretty high price, a couple million, I believe. Um, and... Uh, I believe he's had some disputes with a business partner. So they they were like co-owning the business. Um, they co-owned other businesses, shell companies. Um, he was in the, uh, his his partner was in the Panama Papers and stuff. So, you know, involved in um, a lot of stuff. And then they had a dispute from what I understood about the ownership of the company, kind of who gets to own it and such. Um, so, you know, there's that lead. And then what actually happened? Uh, he kills his 13-year-old daughter. Um, she has cerebral palsy. Um, my my understanding of the um, condition or disease is she's basically very like incapacitated. She can't really move. She can't um, take care of herself. You need like um, 24/7 care for that kind of condition. Um, he shoots her through the back of the neck in a single shot. This is from the report, right? Uh, shoots his pregnant wife again in the head and then multiple times in the chest and then shoots himself in the head. Um, he was found in the bathroom next to his wife holding uh, the pistol. Kind of seems, you know, for a murder-suicide, it's like takes a single shot on his daughter, single shot to the head to his wife, single shot to himself. Seems professional almost. The single shot does, yeah, and the back of the head. But there is part of me, though, that thinks, okay, this is absolutely horrendous this guy is a fucking monster but there is part of me that thinks this one almost does sound like there were enough obviously it's never an excuse but there were enough almost like mitigating circumstances for the sort of person that would be this monstrous to maybe do it whereas the others you're like where the hell did this come from um however saying that i feel almost naive to say that that like yeah this guy just was the one that happened to kill his whole family whilst being in the same circuit as the other oligarchs who also killed their whole families literally within months of each other i don't know it's again it would be an insane coincidence and like you said the the shot to the back of the head feels like your archetypal professional here and that isn't just American movie stuff like a shot to the back of head is generally how like an assassin might carry out a hit. However, you could then argue, well, this guy, okay, he was a nutcase, a psycho, but he didn't want to look at his family when he shot them. I don't know. What, what do you think? I can't say certainly, but the biggest things that kind of make it seem suspicious is he called his driver to pick him up next day. Like nothing happened, you know, like the driver said it was, um, the normal day he just he was planning to come pick him up go to work um he told his daughter he was being picked up 
uh, his eldest daughter. Daughter. That's the other thing, right? Again, in this case, you spoke to the expert and she said, you know, when they do this, they want the entire family there. They want everybody there to kill them. And his eldest daughter wasn't there. It's just him and his uh, younger daughter, his wife. That's the biggest thing for me. That That's a great point. So you, that means we've got three murder-suicides within very rich Russian tycoon communities. And each one of them, all within the space of a few months, left at least one child alive. These specific ones are literally within a month. Sergi's right. Three rich Russian businessmen killed their whole families apart from one child each who wasn't there. Vasily Melnikov did this on March 23, 2022. Vladislav Abayev did this on April 18, 2022. And Sergei Protozenya did this the next day on April 19, 2022. The chances of all this happening by coincidence in such a specific way are extremely slim. Three murder-suicides, it's like, I don't know, man. Uh, same exact demographic. Um, very similar. Maybe if it's not the Russian government, it might be the thing I said with the company. Here I made a note, Carbonics had a very competitive company and product. Uh, and it was literally going public in a couple of days. You know, he wasn't having any trouble. The worth was, it was going to open at 32 million rubles. And that's like, it's going to go public and then make more money, right? I'm about to get even richer unless, you know, somebody doesn't want to split up money because he did co-own the company and they were kind of fighting over rights to the company. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good motive. You know, I think that's as clear cut as a motive gets. Yeah, now you say that. <laughs> I'm already trying to, I guess I, I kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it seems quite clear cut that there's a possibility, I should say. I guess it just seems beyond belief that anyone would be that vicious to kill a young disabled girl and kill a pregnant woman. But there are plenty of people in this world like that. I mean, I should know I've literally interviewed people like that evil, you know, through my work. But it just, it's so, I don't know, it's so disturbing. You know, I mean, sometimes I think it's easy to like kind of lose sight of the level of just pure brutality that uh, that, that has been doled out here. Yeah, I think sometimes you kind of get lost in like, oh, well, this seems like uh, out of a movie. This is too much. You kind of can't believe it, right? It's kind of hard to believe and accept it. But then like, if you look at real life cases, sometimes they're more brutal than the movie depicts. And also, again, again, with the circumstances, if this was a single case... Maybe then you can start like doubting it, but it just put the context is just kind of hard to dismiss. Yeah. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. 
For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. There were, there were still, I mean, there were even others. Like, uh, I mean, you've got this guy, Taron. He died in a helicopter crash, right? Or traveling from Switzerland. Um, but he was kind of definitely not in favor with the Russian government, right? Yeah, so dies November 25th. Yeah, so the month before another crypto guy dies. Uh, but this Taran, uh, I think at this point he's living in Monaco, between Monaco, France, Switzerland, like in that area. I guess because he was pretty significant in Russia. Uh, he created the Forks like trading system and he brought it to Russia. He made the biggest platform. He was uh, on board of a Swiss company. They were working crypto. So he kind of went from Forex trading to like crypto trading. He was uh, pretty central in um, Russia's uh, banking system. So central bank, you know, central bank. And then he lost his licenses in 2018. Yet another similar pattern. Multi-billionaire Russian businessman Vyacheslav Tarin had his banking license revoked by the Russian government. We saw this same thing happen with Dan Rappaport and Sergei Protozenya. No one knows exactly why Tarin lost his licenses, but it was alleged that his bank failed to follow Russia's financial regulations. Doing some shenanigans, basically. It didn't specify why. There was no specific like, official document that said why. But we know that he had his licenses revoked and he left the country. He didn't run away from the police or anything, but he stopped living there as much. He's flying between his, um, for what I saw, it was like he was at a work meeting in Switzerland, flying back to Monaco, his helicopter crashes. He was pretty connected with the government. 
he was involved with the banking. And I think as we know at this point, if you're in banking in Russia, you're probably involved with the government at, at some level. So the crash happened, I think it was like in between Switzerland and Monaco. But guess who investigated? Um, Russian government, the Russian embassy said they're going to look into it. They're going to be the ones investigating it. Pretty sure like the embassy doesn't, like the Russian embassy usually can't just get, you know, jurisdiction and come over and be the ones investigating. But they were the one in charge of that. And that also kind of stood out to me. Mm. Yeah, it's funny that all these people have some ties to gas banking or other kind of natural resource trading uh, companies that are linked to the Russian government in some way. Although you could then argue, well, yeah, all of those, the way that Russia is, all of those um, companies would be. But it it's, I don't know, there's, <laughs> there's a very clear threat. Well, this is not normal in a way. Like there is a certain pattern. You know, they weren't dying, let's say like even 2015 to 2020, right? There weren't this many oligarch deaths. What is it all of a sudden that this is happening in two years? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's kind of the point. It's like, we're not the cops. <laughs> we're certainly not the FSB. And we're not the CIA. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. But if you look at it and lay it out like this, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of weird stuff. We could go on all day about the various people that have been kind of linked. It's interesting. There's this person, there's that person. I think when looking into this, you can kind of like lose your mind a bit. Like every single death surrounding the kind of sad oligarch circuit. It's like, oh, that's another one, but not necessarily. Some people have sent me some and it's like, yeah, that person just died. Like it's, it's not even that weird. Um, the last one I do want to talk about though is uh, Natalia Bochkareva. She was 44 years old, the daughter of the former governor of Penza Oblast. She's very rich. So former governor of Penza Oblast, and she was basically, uh, uh, some sources said running, like she was in charge. Some said she just had shares, um, but shares in her family's, um, they quoted as empire of real estate, you know, several massive shopping centers, uh, CEO of an advertising agency, and she's found dead in her apartment. And once again, very little information. So all the police said was the death was not violent. They didn't even say like how she died, why she died, just death was not violent. Um, and allegedly she committed suicide, but then somebody else said it was a heart, uh, heart failure. It says, we're going to give you an update when, once an autopsy comes in, um, there has been no update. I've been trying to check it out. I could not find anything. Um, the other notable thing, apparently in 2021, she got scammed for 16 million rubles, uh, like it made the news. Um, and all they could really provide was to make her per, her, her personal problems uh, go away. So I'm not sure what that means. If she was trying to get rid of someone, if she had some shit she had to cover up. But apparently somebody promised to solve her personal problems and scammed her out of 16 million. Right. That That already suggests to me right off the bat that... She's in, okay, she got scammed, but she's trying to at least be in some kind of world where you can get people killed. I mean, she's a multimillionaire, you know, through her family, shares in the family's empire, through oligarchy from her father. But either way, she's got money and she's 
trying to make her personal problems go away. So her personal problems are very clearly not going to be related to money because she's got all the money. So what else could she possibly be paying someone to do to get rid of her personal problems? My guess is she tried to get someone killed and she got scammed. Uh, how much is 16 million rubles in like US dollars roughly? Uh, 200,000 about. Uh, but it's a lot of money for her. This is just paying for, for like a service. Um, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not going around going to be able to pay somebody $200,000 to make some issue go away. You know, this is for her, it seems like um, drop in the bucket kind of thing. Honestly, as well. So it's like, it's it's what? It's like around 170, 200,000 US dollars. From what I know, just through research on like, you know, the underground kind of circuit, hitmen, assassins, that kind of thing. That's a lot of money. That's, I mean, it screams to me that she really didn't know what she was doing. And no one is paying like that kind of money to get someone killed unless they're of some specific notoriety or some kind of standing politically or business. Maybe that's what she did. And maybe the person then said, okay, well, you didn't get me. <laughs> you got scammed and now I'll get you. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but who knows in this world? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, it doesn't sound like she really made her own um, anything, really. It sounds like she just kind of grew up and, and being, you know, in a rich family, uh, just kind of got it from her father. She was she had a lot of shares in the companies, like I said, um, already enough reason to kill someone, you know, whether to make somebody else shares uh, more valuable or whatever the reason. That's pretty much it on her. Again, these most re more recent ones have very limited information. There's actually two I wanted, I think, are like, significant enough to talk about more and natalia was july 14th right and these guys are actually the two most recent ones so july 22nd anton cherepenikov he's a 40 year old it security company billionaire his company was uh, associated with the head of uh, with like the government it wasn't like a government company but it was basically its only client they were making uh wiretapping equipment so things to, you know, listen into your phone, uh, any other technology. And they basically made all of the FSB listening technology, phone tapping, right? He basically lobbied the government to include his tapping technology into most technology. So again, at least phones and I think computers. But yeah, this is the kind of guy he is, you know, billionaire uh, working with the government. He was also working on uh, Runet, which is like Russian net, right? I think China has this where basically they're completely disconnected from the rest of the internet. Um, they can control what's seen, who sees what. Yeah, North Korea has it too, Red Star. Exactly. Um, he, he was a big part of that project. And then he dies. Very little information on how he dies. Some said it was suicide and they were saying like, oh, there's no way, he's so young. But no one said how, like, not even like fell off of, um, fell out of a window or you know, uh, took pills or anything like that. Right, just he's dead. Yeah, just basically he's dead, but pretty significant, you know, if he's involved in this um, IT security stuff, like very involved with the government, for sure. Involved with the FSB, if he's making this equipment for them, right, basically. Um, and then the other guy, who was, I thought also was really interesting, uh, Gennady Loperop, actually uh, two weeks ago, August 16th. He's the guy who was in charge of uh, building Putin's palace. It's like the giant, massive, massive mansion in Sochi that was built like specifically for Putin. This guy is a lieutenant general in the army. He actually also did security for like the southern region of Russia, southern regions of Russia. Like if 
Putin or any other high-ranking guy would go, like wherever for a visit, he'd be in charge of the security. And he was in charge of these construction projects. I believe the, the project was like completing in 2015, 2016. So he would have been involved in making that palace, right? And then Putin's known to kind of, he doesn't want to talk about it, he doesn't want attention to it. Uh, so in 2016, this guy, Loperov, is accused of taking bribes. Allegedly, he's caught red-handed taking a bribe. And then they also find more money that they say is in relation to bribes. So like, they're like, this guy's fully corrupt. A year later, he is um, thrown in jail, high security, basically, for 10 years. His sentence got slightly reduced because they th tried to throw in some illegal weapons trafficking um, charges onto him, but that fell through. And he's spending his time in jail. Like, so this year, right, he's actually on good behavior. He was about to be paroled. And all of a sudden, he actually, um, on August 14th, just two days before he dies, he's ill, transferred to a hospital. Doctor said it was leukemia. And two days later, he dies. Leukemia is a type of cancer. Pretty sure it's not that fast. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty sure it takes more than two days. Um, but yeah, he dies. And he was very connected to this palace. He would have been the one um, dealing with the finances and stuff. To me, if I had to speculate, you know, if you, it's the typical, you construct your secret layer and then you kill the guys working on it. This is what it seemed like to me. Um, but again, who knows? It's just the biggest thing to me is, you know, he's working on this mansion. All of a sudden he's accused of a crime, put away in jail. And right before he's about to leave jail, he dies of a very weird uh, circumstance. If you're building the secret layer and you mess up the secret layer for the guy that wants the secret lair you're probably gonna get it well it's secret for a reason right you gotta exactly. get it if somebody has to build it but you want it to be secret there's uh there's only so many ways to do that so as you can see there are many rich russians that have died in mysterious circumstances even in the three months that we've been making this series and whilst lots of this might sound extraordinary to the point of it being stranger than fiction take into account what just happened in Russia. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the oligarch and commander of the Kremlin-backed mercenary contractor firm PMC Wagner, died in a mysterious plane crash. This happened August 23rd, exactly one month to the day since Prigozhin and his unit launched an abandoned mutiny against Putin. This was one of the largest open attacks against his authority in his whole life obvious the revenge would occur. Wagner fighters claimed that Prigozhin's plane was literally shot out of the sky by the Russian military. And Putin has said he most definitely will not be attending Prigozhin's funeral, his old friend turned enemy. We'll be looking into that next week on Sad Oligarch. Sad Oligarch is a H11 production for Coolzone Media and iHeartRadio. Hosted, produced, researched and edited by me, Jake Hanrahan and Sergi Slipchenko. Co-produced by Sophie Lichterman. Music by Sam Black. Artwork by Adam Doyle. Sound mix by Splicing Block. Go to jakehanrahan.com for more information.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.